the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I can't tell. Is that really me? The the audio, I'm laughing so hard at this. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. That may be actual footage uh, from people, Liptard viewers, watching the Dr. Phil show. I'm continuing to get hate mail from these people, as we were talking about before the show. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight on Harvest Festival, as some people are calling it. Those who don't jive with Halloween and celebrating Halloween. And we actually talked about that last week on the Andrea K. show. Is there some Christians that think it's wrong to participate in any way in Halloween? And we hear you. Uh, you feel free to weigh in on that tonight if you think it's wrong and people shouldn't be participating. We had other people call in and say, you know what? It's all about what you bring to it. It doesn't have to be satanic. It can still be about people and kids roaming around with a pillowcase, you know, trying to get candy. So 888-344-1170. Are you, are you celebrating Halloween tonight or participating in it? If you want to weigh in on that, give us a call. We're also going to be talking about uh, Hammer Time Two men and a hammer, a love story, or is it? was it a love story gone wrong? Still so many questions. I have questions. So do so many of us regarding the Paul Pelosi story. And we're going to continue to dig into it. That and more. We've also got a, a question tonight as we are eight days going into the uh, election next week. The most consequential midterm elections, I think, Ever And the question remains as we're going into this election, at least uh, my my guest tonight, uh, Selwyn Duke, is posing the question, what's going to win out? Is it going to be the silent Republican vote that's not anywhere reflected in the polls or is it going to be the Democrat steal that's already in the works? So much to get into tonight. Look forward to have you guys participate in the show. 888-344-1170. Do you think that this story about Paul Pelosi matters? Do you think that Republicans need and conservatives need to move off of it and continue to talk eight days out before the election and continue to talk about the economy and other issues? 888-344-1170. Before I go any further, the man who's who's uh, I don't want to call him our our our, our um, board op B. I don't want to call him the backfield guy because when he's here, he always knocks it out of the park. He always brings his A game and always shows why he's actually on the A team. And I'm talking about none other than DJ Jalapeno. Let's get ready for Jalapeno! <laughs> I have to giggle and think that that was your reaction to find out that uh, DJ Potato Skins was taking tonight off. And you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no doubt. <laughs> Come on now, you know it's a laugh a minute. You know we have fun. <laughs> oh, speaking of fun, 
We're going to continue to talk about this uh, Pelosi story. And uh, the Democrats would really like to, some some of them would like for us to get off of this story because this wasn't supposed to be uh, delved into. Nobody was supposed to be investigating what actually happened right with these guys. We were just supposed to believe the narrative that was immediately pushed out by the Democrat Party, by the local police force, the local sheriff's department, the local DA's office in San Francisco, all of which are Democrat controlled. We were supposed to just immediately buy into that and not ask any questions. And when then when questions did come out, or actually even before people started asking second, third, and fourth level questions here, the Democrats immediately rushed to make it be about uh, Trump. It must be Republicans and especially Trump and MAGA. Same playbook that we have seen for years and years when bodies lay dying on at the Boston Marathon they were immediately saying that the pressure cookers were used must be Republicans and it must be Southerners because they're the ones that love them some pressure cookers right when a mass shooter showed up at a gun-free zone at a movie theater in Aurora, Colorado. They not only blamed Tea Party patriots, they blamed the wrong one. Actually pulled a man's name out and said, oh, this was the guy who did it, and it wasn't even him. It's always a rush to blame Republicans, and and, and now in particular to blame MAGA anytime there's any bad action. Whether it's on the part of a mass shooting in a school, whether it's an Islamic terrorist attack, whether it's in the case here of some situation that turned violent, how can they blame? And, and, it, they, and it's also the same playbook, even if it's not involving violence, if it's involving the economy, what, you know, whatever the whatever the issue is, it's always, always about blaming the Republican Party. And they went too far here. Why does this matter? Well, it matters because this is their closing argument. We're eight days from an election, and the Democrats decided to make this their their closing argument because they cannot win on anything related to the economy. They have no agenda, right? They tried desperately to make the midterms suddenly become about abortion to the degree in which they had Stacey Abrams go out there and say that the that the solution to inflation, this is why we need abortion, right? Inflation, too many mouths to feed. If you're going to make this your closing argument to the voters, then every voter has a right to be digging into it, inspecting it, and looking at the truth behind this story, right? Now, because normally, two men, two men in their underwear fighting over a hammer at two in the morning isn't really anything that I care about right? I'm not going to care anything about it until you decide that it's my fault, until you decide that it's MAGA's fault, until you somehow want to blame us for the, for the incident. And by the way, why, I've got a question that I haven't heard any, anybody mentioning out there. Maybe y'all heard it. But why is it that to ask questions, including whether or not the rumors are true that Paul Pelosi was well known in the gay bars in San Francisco and well known for hiring gay prostitutes? Why is it that when questioning whether or not that's true and not saying that it is, but questioning it, there's this rumor going around, right? I mean, everybody can say whatever rumor they want to say about Donald Trump, right? Why can we not ask whether or not the rumors about Paul Pelosi are true, right? In fact, to this day, we don't know who that individual was in the car in the Porsche, up in Napa when he got arrested for DUI. My understanding is there was a person in the Porsche. I don't know who it was. Was it man, male, female? You know, a working girl, working guy? We don't know. But why is it when we ask this question about whether or not this was a lover's thing gone wrong, suddenly that's homophobic. How is it homophobic to just ask, right? 
So there's still too many questions uh, to be to be uh, asked and answered. I want to know why there's no body cam footage. My understanding is is that in San Francisco, the police department and sheriffs are required to not only have their they have body cam footage, they're required to have that body cam going recording. Why hasn't it already been released? If this story's on the up and up, why why haven't why can we not see the body cam footage? Why is there conflicting reports between whether or not there was two hammers, whether or not who opened the door, whether or not he was in the bathroom initially, whether or not there was zip ties, whether or not had it we still don't understand the most basic fundamental questions that go to law enforcement and criminal investigations, how we got in. Supposedly we're supposed to believe that this guy and nothing but his underwear and maybe a backpack somehow made it twelve miles. From the commune he allegedly lived in, which is which is covered in Black Lives Matter and gay pride flags and, and paraphernalia, that he somehow made it 12 miles to the Pacific Heights area and that there was no security third in line to the presidency. But even 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 if you're not Nancy Pelosi, I'm to believe that somebody worth $250 million doesn't have any security. No, no alarm system. He supposedly took that hammer and broke out a window. And they don't have an alarm system there. And there's and then there's questions about, you know, with the glass and at at which direction the glass went in, because it's looking as though all the glass was on the outside of the house. How does that happen? I'm no I'm no expert in uh, criminal forensics, but, you know, we've all watched our, you know, enough episodes of CSI and Dateline NBC to know that when you're hitting a hammer, I, I mean, correct. I don't know if you know anything about construction, uh, DJ Jalapeno, but I- I'm thinking if I take a hammer and were, was to like go up to your radio booth right there on and this glass and hit the glasses, some of the glass might end up in you know going inside your booth, right? You want to stop the crazy conservative show host from taking a hammer and getting inside the booth? True, but work with me here, my man. The laws of physics state that if I were to take a hammer. And I'm sure that they're bulletproof to keep the crazy conservative FEMA host from getting in the booth. That if I was to take a hammer, though, that some of the glass would actually make its way into the booth. It wouldn't all just fall towards me, right? How does glass fall towards me if I'm the one ha- taking a hammer and, and cracking a window? Okay, okay, then I got to put it out there to the listeners because Jalapeno is ev- evidently, he doesn't understand his assignment. Okay. <laughs> His assignment is to agree with the host. <laughs> Have you not seen when a car had their wind their their window smashed? There's glass. No, I just mean like you know I, I've had my window. I had uh, many years ago when I first moved out here. I had a window smash. Somebody stole my stereo. That's back when people would steal stereos, right? Out of cars and trucks. He smashed the back window, and there was there was glass inside the vehicle, right? How is it that there was no glass on the inside of this home? Got much questions. We're going to take a break. We come back. I'm going to re- regroup and have some words here with the, with the DJ Jalapeno on his assignment. I'm going to play for you guys some amazing, amazing. How is, the, how is the media responding to this? How is the media trying to manipulate the minds of the low information voter to actually capitalize on this as their closing argument as we go into the midterms? We'll share that with you when we come back. This is the Andrea K Show. On AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego, FM 96.1, North County, and streaming all over the world. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. 
The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Normally, I would be in the mode of, oh, my gosh, somebody was attacked in their home. But when you try to make a story that let's say the story is correct on its face, that some uh, man broke into the home of Paul Pelosi and decided to try to, um, you know, tie him up supposedly and wait on Nancy, whatever, whatever that is about. Let's say you believe that story on its face to still try to characterize the fact that this man, who, by the way, is an illegal alien, far left Openly homeless now, reportedly homeless, uh, psychotic, deranged individual as somehow part of the MAGA movement. And then and then to uh, that's bad enough. But then to try to tie it to January 6th, to try to somehow tie this and make make it seem as though this has something to do with that. First of all, that the Republican Party is the party of inciting political violence. And number two, that this is somehow has to do with election denying is beyond the pale. You already know that I'm sick to death of them using election denial as some form of club to which to to beat us over the head with since it's the Democrat Party. Everybody, everybody questions the outcome of an election. And you know what? Everybody has the right to whether you're Al Gore in 2000 who drug this country through the mud, whether you're Stacey Abrams, who continues to deny that uh, voter, quote, suppression cost her the governorship. They've all have the right to, to, to do. They had the right to do that and to believe it. And now. Because uh, millions of Americans question the outcome of the election in 2020. We're now responsible for some uh, 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 some man who has a history of being a gay prostitute taking a hammer to Pelosi's head is beyond the pale to me. And I'm not going to put up with it. It is so obvious an election ploy that it was no surprise to me that some CNN anchor today was actually demanding that a Republican who I, who I don't know why any Republican would go on CNN um, but would would actually uh, demand that any ads going into the midterms involving Nancy Pelosi be taken down. Here's what this alleged anchor had to say today. Republican candidates have spent more than 116 million on ads that mention Speaker Pelosi by name in this cycle. If this is about the issues, why should make it about the issues? Why not depersonalize it? It is absolutely about the issues. It's about the fact that we have double-digit inflation, exploding, think- exploding cost of living. We've got a crime wave across this country that is In the direct moment, result. We are eight the days result. out. Don't you think this needs to change? Why not Again. pull some of these ads? Why not just delete your well, tweet? I'm sure, I'm sure. Pull the ads. Well, first of all, what she's attempting to say is that these ads about Pelosi and the ad that she ran uh, actually was about um, statistics that have to do with the Democrat Party and how her leadership has run this country into the ground. What is an election about and a midterm election is about? It's about a choice for the American people. She is Speaker of the House. She spends all day, every day doing media. If, if, if they, first of all, if they're concerned about it, it, her being featured in the media as inciting violence, then maybe she might want to step off the stage. But we know that that doesn't have anything to do. It, 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 no ad about her or any appearance that she does on media justifies any act of violence, nor is it re- the Republican Party's responsibility for any act of violence involving her husband. And this is absolutely outrageous. Why did this Republican even sit there? He should have said, you're out of your mind. Did that have have the Democrats stop running ads against the Republican Party? Did they did they after Steve Scalise was gunned down on a baseball field? 
Have they stopped running ads about abortion and Roe v. Wade after Brett Kavanaugh was the subject of an assassination attempt? Of course not. This is just more just more hypocrisy from the left. And, And here's what Joe Biden had to say. Today And then, of course, this gets pushed out. Uh, the Democrats are always they're always on, on uh, they're always proactive. The Republican Party is always on defense and they need to take a page out of Kerry Lake. That when somebody comes at them, push it back right on them. Right. Take the offensive position back. Instead, uh, even Trump took the bait here. What do you think about what happened with Pelosi? And then, of course, you're the bad guy if you don't, you know, immediately, oh, well, you got to prostrate yourself, right? At, in, in, in terms of over um, showing uh, such sympathy for somebody. Here's what Biden had to say in an attempt to, because then first it's about uh, trying to blame Republicans for inciting violence. You know, then it's about, you got to stop running campaign ads. You got to stop going after these Democrats. You know, this, this is about trying to control the messaging going into the midterms because they know they're about to get shellacked. And then they decided to add in the election denying aspect of it, that the people inciting violence and wanting are, are doing it on behalf of, because they're upset about election denying Case in point, here's Biden uh, talking about how you can't, it's not enough now to take the bait initially and to prostrate yourself in terms of showing sympathy to Paul Pelosi. Now it's about you're not being allowed to question the outcome of an election. It's one thing to condemn the violence, but you can't condemn the violence unless you condemn those people who continue to argue the election was not real that is being stolen, that all the, all the malarkey that's being put out there to undermine democracy. He used the, uh, he used malarkey word. I can't say due to FCC regulations what I want to say here. It's not enough to condemn the violence. Joe Biden did not condemn an assassination plan against Brett Kavanaugh. Joe Biden and his administration did nothing to uh, when those uh, pro- protesters were outside the homes of, su- of Supreme Court justices. They were violating, uh, they were committing felonies and violating the law. It is against the law to protest outside of a Supreme Court justice's home because it's an attempt to interfere with an official proceeding, which is what they supposedly charged 800 people with that they rounded up and threw into gulags. Not only did he not condemn their bullying, the assassination plots against them, he and his administration did nothing to hold them accountable legally, but they continued to run ads, continued to go after the Supreme Court justices. Absolutely despicable. So no, and, and when we're talking about a midterm election coming up, where the future of our country hangs on the balance. I'm far more worried about the future of this country than I am over anything that might have happened to Paul Pelosi in the course of, of at, at 2 a.m. in his home. We may never know what happened and probably won't because there's not going to be any transparency here. I have no idea what that man was doing in his home. I have no idea why he referred to this man on the phone with the cops as David, his friend. I have no idea. What I do know is that it's the Democrats that are a party of inciting violence. Case in point, Maxine Waters going around. If you see them at a gas station, if you see them at a restaurant, you surround them, right? Nancy Pelosi had her daughter videotape her on the morning of January 6th after she denied 
20, the, the request for 20,000 additional uh, law enforcement officers there to protect the scene. After she communicated with Ray Epps, we have no idea the extent we know the FBI was involved in interfering in that and helping to incite the violence that happened that day. She's directly responsible for the death of Ashley Babbitt, in my opinion. And on that, and, and she had her daughter's TV crew there, documentary crew there that morning, in which she bragged about wanting to slap the president of the United States for, quote, trespassing if he went to the Capitol. The president of the United States it cannot possibly trespass. He has a right to go anywhere he wants in the United States of America. Whether or not it's safe for him to do so is, is uh, up to the, the uh, Secret Service. But there is no point in which a president of the United States can be guilty of trespassing. And yet she wanted, she threatened physical harm to him if he dared to do it. These people make me sick. These people make me far more sick than this crazy loon who allegedly attacked Paul Pelosi. Speaking of the midterms, we come back. We're going to talk to Selwyn Duke. He's got an interesting article out at New American about what will win out in the midterms, hidden GOP voters or Democratic vote fraud. Stay tuned. He's going to answer that question when we come back. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Quickly before, I'm going to read you guys an email that I got before we bring in our guest, Selwyn Duke, to to answer the question, possibly, what will win out in the midterms, hidden GOP voters or Democratic voter fraud? Here's an email that I got regarding the Paul Pelosi thing. As you say, they're distracting you, but it is lots of fun. I wish we could someday know the truth. Two two men in shorts fighting over a hammer at 2.30 in the morning. I was just writing what you said. LOL. Yeah, normally I wouldn't care about uh, what goes on between two men and the privacy of their own home at 2.30 a.m. until they try to involve me in 75 million MAGA voters in it. Um, And this uh, as their October surprise, um, I don't think it's going to make any kind of headway for the Democrats, even though they're trying. Joining me now to discuss is Selwyn Duke. The author of the aforementioned article that I mentioned in the New American, what will win out in midterms, hidden GOP voters or Democratic voter fraud, Democratic vote fraud. Hey, Selwyn Duke, welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Hi there, Andrea. Good to be with you. As far as the Pelosi situation goes, I think they were just doing some carpentry, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the truth of the matter is there's so much that's hinky about this story with Paul Pelosi. And normally I wouldn't care, just like I really didn't care what went on between Hillary and Bill Clinton, except it involved the People's House and uh, right outside the Oval Office and sexual harassment of an intern and him lying. If he had just carried on his business, business uh, someplace else it wouldn't have been a story right in my opinion same thing here until nancy pelosi if she had come out and said look this is just between me and my husband or this is you know my husband's been attacked let's just you know allow us our privacy nobody would have cared it it wasn't until they tried to blame MAGA voters and then try to you know make it be about election denying that we cared and i already talked so much about it so i don't want to go into that but i want to since you've got this piece out about the midterms um and and your piece actually talks about what's going to win out the gop hidden gop voters or democratic voter fraud i mean what do you think if any that this story might have for them going into the midterms yeah well we have these two phenomena here andrea that work really in contravention of each other they contradict each other one you have hidden gop voters and you've got this democrat vote fraud now what are we talking about precisely well 
it's said that the Republicans are probably under polling by about 5%. A recent analysis found that. And we saw that in 2020. I think they underpolled by 3.3%. We've seen it with Brexit. We saw it in Brazil in their first round of elections where the conservatives there underpolled by a wide margin. Now, why is this? Well, it's because, for one thing, Republican voters really are not as likely to answer pollsters. I've even heard some say, hey, I lie to the pollsters, and I think it's because many of these voters are so disenchanted with the establishment, Andrea, that it's sort of an in-your-face move. Like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you. And then, of course, you have cancel culture. You have the fact that people are just afraid in general now to express politically incorrect Mm -hmm. views to anyone. So you have that factor. But then you have Democrat vote fraud. Now, this is a very, very significant issue. And let me just frame it correctly. Some people are going to say, well, you're an election denier. Well, guess what? That's all nonsense, Andrea, because everyone in the know or most everyone in the know understands that our elections are not secure. The proof in 2000, they claimed that Bush stole that election. The Mm -hmm. Supreme Court stole it for him. Then you had in 2016, the Trump-Russia collusion nonsense, claiming that Putin stole the election for Trump. Then you had Stacey Abrams, the better part of 20 times, claiming that she's the legitimate governor of Georgia. Mm -hmm. Then you had most recently Hillary Clinton come out and claim that in 2024, the Republicans were going to steal the election. So They can't make up their minds. Is it that our elections are as secure as can be and questioning them denigrates our system, as Hillary Clinton put it? Or is it that they're really not secure and it is the latter? Now, let me make my case here. Of course, stop me if I'm going on too long. In 2016, Project Veritas did some undercover sting operations. They caught this Democrat operative, Scott Foval, on video saying We've been busing people in to deal with you MFers for 50 years, except mm-hmm. to use that vulgar word, and right. we're not going to stop now. Okay, you can watch these videos. Scott Foval, Bob Creamer, another Democrat operative, and others were talking about the mechanics of the vote fraud, how they were perpetrating them. Same videos. Another Democrat individual, Alan Shulkin, at the time he was the election commissioner of New York City. Now, this fellow actually was not a bad guy. But he was caught on video saying there should be voter ID. And he said, quote, I think there's a lot of vote fraud. They bust people around. Again, this is a Democrat, Alan Shulkin. Okay, now, how is it that they perpetrate this fraud? Well, there are many ways. Mail-in voting is a big problem, Andrea. Mm -hmm. Then you have ballot harvesting. There was just a ballot harvesting operation busted in Orlando, Florida, I understand, where they were harvesting these ballots. And then with the ballots, this was the allegation where the people didn't vote the way the harvesters wanted. They actually altered them or discarded them. I'm not sure which one it was. Okay, but let's talk about mail-in voting here because this is a real problem. During COVID, they tried to institutionalize it. Why? Because mail-in voting is the kind of voting, Andrea, that's the most prone to vote fraud. Let me Mm -hmm. give you an example. May 12th, 2020, there was a special election in Patterson, New Jersey, between two Democrats. A judge found that the vote fraud in that election was so egregious that he ordered a new election be held. Didn't get a lot of That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Now I ask you, what has happened since then to make mail-in voting more secure? What's happened is that it's been made less secure and mail-in voting has been outlawed in France since 1975 because it is so insecure. Also in 2020, we had a Democrat operative talk 
to the New York Post under the condition of anonymity. This was published in August. People can look it up, New York Post. What did he say? He said that he and his team have been perpetrating mail-in vote fraud for many, many years. Mm. He said it's enough to swing close elections in states. This man said he's worked on races in New Jersey, Pennsylvania. He mentioned other races, all levels of politics. And listen to this. He also said about the race in Patterson, New Jersey, that the only reason why that vote fraud operation was busted is that it was perpetrated in an amateurish way. In other words, the perpetrators were dumping large numbers of ballots at, let's say, an individual mailbox instead of dispersing them more widely. Okay. If this individual who spoke to the Post had been conducting the operation, maybe we never would have known about it. Now, here's the other thing he mentioned. He said that there are postal workers who will take mail-in ballots that come from Republican areas and just discard them all because they know they're primarily going to go for the Republican candidate. Why postal workers? Because an inordinate number of postal workers as federal employees are Democrats. Yep. I'm not saying they'll all do this. Of course not. But you do have some bad apples there. So this is very, very troubling, all this mail-in vote fraud. It's very serious. And vote fraud is perpetrated in other ways as well. I mean, I mentioned ballot harvesting. For the people who don't exactly know what that is, let's just review it. This is a situation where you have political operatives who go around to people, encouraging them to vote, basically saying, hey, We'll take the ballot for you, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but what happens now? Well, in Orlando, the allegation, I told you what that was, was that these people were actually altering the ballot. Mm -hmm. But even if they don't do anything that's illegal per se, okay, think about the implications of this. You have people who wouldn't normally vote. So what happens is, is you have some Democrat operative go to these people. Maybe these people only speak Spanish. That operative is going to speak Spanish, too. And he's going to say, oh, you have to vote. And look, don't vote for this yep. guy over there because he's yep. going to take away your food stamps or he's going to do this, yep. that and the other thing. And of course, that other guy is going to be the Republican here. Fill out the ballot. like Right. This. We also we then also I take, think in, excuse me for interrupting. So Duke, I think there was yeah. also part of part of what the 2000 Mules documentary re- revealed was not just the ballot stuffing, but also um, and it's and it's flat out illegal for anybody to get paid to do anything with a ballot. Um, but that part of the ballot harvesting that was going on there involved seniors going into these nursing homes, right, and pressuring uh, these seniors on how to vote. Um, so, you know, yeah, we know that, I mean, the you know, I, you've got more detail on the voter fraud than most people. Uh, it shows that it is widespread. This nonsense that it's, oh, yeah, well, you know, it's not widespread. It's not enough to overcome the outcome of an election. Well, of course it is. Here in San Diego County, we had a, we had a congressional seat, I don't remember which one, um, that was won or lost by um, 60 votes. Florida, that Al Gore fought against, was over 500 votes. So, you know, you absolutely can sway the outcome of an election with the fraud. We saw in Arizona, though, we saw a ground game that involved do uh, the get out turnout uh, enough to overcome the fraud in general, which is what your piece is about, is about whether or not the hidden GOP vote is going to be able to, able to overcome the fraud. Were you able to reach a conclusion or do you think it's yet to be uh, seen? Well, I think it's yet to be seen. The only thing I can say is that I think it's fairly safe to say there is going to be a GOP wave. However, 
It's also safe to say that that's going to be diminished to some degree by the vote fraud, maybe to a slight yeah. degree, maybe to a great degree. I don't know. But, you know, I was going to say, Andrea, about this ballot harvesting. Think about it. Let's put it in perspective. When you have these harvesters going around and essentially directing people on how to vote, you no longer have one man, one vote. You have with these harvesters, one man, hundreds of votes or thousands of votes, depending on how many ballots that they collect, because they are manipulating these individuals into voting the way that they vote. Right. It is terrible. It's a perversion of the system. It should not be allowed. It's disgusting. And let me tell you what facilitates. Right. Well, before this. before you go on, and we only have about yeah. thirty seconds left, one of the things that that I think is important that you that uh, it should be, and it is illegal in most states. It, it's it's one man, hundreds of votes. It's the akin to what's not allowed at the polls. Nobody's allowed to come up to you when you're voting and try to pressure you how to vote inside a poll. Yet that's what we're doing with the ballot harvesting. Um, uh, Great point. Final thoughts, uh, Selwyn Duke. Yeah, I'll just say what facilitates all this is early voting, because that gives people a lot of time to perpetrate this fraud, yep. to harvest ballots. That shouldn't be allowed either. When I was a kid, we had Election Day. That's why you call it Election Day. Oh, and also, because your votes can be discarded by postal workers if you're a Republican, please don't use mail-in votes if you're going to vote GOP. Go out there, go to the polling place, vote yourself. Make sure your vote gets recorded. I agree with that. I, I'm disturbed by the number of Republicans in the Republican Party in general with this early voting, early voting. It's just it's it's mind numbingly uh, moronic and not understanding or maybe it is based on understanding the game and participating in it because what you know there it, it it gives the left not just opportunity to throw out ballots and play games but also to know come election night what margin they have to overcome by stuffing the ballot box it's really ridiculously bad strategy and i was even disappointed that in the state of florida that desantis was pushing early voting because in spite of of what he's done for election integrity down there um it's stupid desantis he does he's not you know he's he's better than everybody else but even desantis can have a moment of stupidity and that was it so and do tell everybody how they can read more of your stuff and find you Okay, well, I'm published often at The New American, and I would say my website, SelwynDuke.com, but it's had problems for some days because of my hosting company. But yeah, SelwynDuke.com. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you, Andrea. God bless. God bless you, too. Do you guys know what age queer means? We're going to share that with you when we come back. So don't you go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego and FM 96.1 North County and streaming all over the world. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Oh, there we go. Mm. You know what? That almost sounds a little bit like the intro, a heavy D, to um, In Living Color with the Fly Girls, right? It almost sounds a little bit like it. Hey, I'm your Fly Girl tonight, AK. Going to be with y'all after the other side of the break. AK in the house, so don't you go away. This is the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego, FM 96.1 North County. And in San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost 
uncovers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.